Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. When the final accounting is done, 2014 will have been the most lethal year for global terrorism in the 45 years such a data has been compiled. They put the Lincoln bedroom up for sale, now they're putting the Secretary of State's office up for sale. A historic change this morning after the FCC voted to make the Internet subject to federal regulation, much like landline telephone service. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. Look out, there are llamas. Good morning, it's 9.05 at News Radio 106.7. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River, and well-known llama handler. I almost had to head out to Arizona to lasso up them llamas. Everything you need to know about America, American culture, is a fact that yesterday a nation of 320 million people was paralyzed. They were smitten. They were zombified by the appearance of llamas. Llamas, which you can go see like at a petting zoo or whatever. I mean, I know down in Europe or whatever, Guerape, whatever the hell soccer boy's from, they got them like on the street corners, they just roam around. You know, it's like got a cat, got a dog, got a llama. It's, it was just, it was absolutely amazing. And I want you to think about this for a second. For those of you who think America is doomed, and, and I hear that a lot, and, and, it, and it saddens me because, no, America's not doomed. America is still the greatest country in the world. Have things been better? Yes. Uh, am I particularly happy with our political leadership? No. But America's greatest country in the world, our po- prosperity and our security, unimaginable to the people who fought World War II, uh, difficult to believe for the people who were key in the Cold War. You have to, I mean, many of us don't remember, but you know, our parents grew up doing drills in their classroom, ducking cover, so when the Russian nukes went off, they could, we're, somehow they're going to be protected by those magical desks. The, de- the wood, you know, in the desk, the wood, you know, the, the pencil slot at the top and the kind of uh, uh, light grain wood, that, that power of that plastic wood would hold off the radiation. This is how secure we are. This is how impervious we are to the troubles of the world. Think about your Internet life yesterday, a life, by the way, that changed forever with the government grab of the internet through net neutrality, a horrific, it will be one of the three things that president Obama has done that history will look back on and go, Holy crap. Um, but meanwhile, we'll get to that later. Think about you. So you're, you're tweeting the, the llama and you're watching the llama on TV and you're watching the llama on your phone. Cause you've got, you can watch video on your phone and you're Facebooking the llama and you've got the llama memes going out. Llama llama. By the way, everything I need to know about llamas. I learned from Monty Python. More of that coming up. 
out there in Afghanistan or uh, Syria or Iraq or Indonesia or in Brooklyn or in Washington State, Ahmed and Muhammad are plotting their attack. Ahmed and Muhammad are so dedicated to their beliefs that they are willing to blow themselves up and kill children and women in order to advance their beliefs. They're so devout in focusing on the next world and on the, what they believe is the will of God that they will kill themselves over the idea of what the will of God is. And they're plotting, we shall strike terror into the heart of the infidel. Think about that. So what, is, what has Ahmed, Muhammad, and the ISIS gang, what have they done? They've burst into a magazine and slaughtered cartoonists right in the heart of Paris. They've um, cut off the heads of Americans on videotape and sent the video out around the world. They've set people on fire in cages and let the world watch. They've taken over massive territory. They've threatened the United States directly. They have pledged that there will be an attack, and their their pledges are so uh, persuasive. They've got so much terror in the pipeline that the number one uh, intelligence guy in the country, James Clapper, this is how he describes the current level of threat. When the final accounting is done, 2014 will have been the most lethal year for global terrorism in the 45 years such data has been compiled. Smart intelligence people that I talk to through the Weekly Standard will tell me we are going to get hit. We are going to get hit. So Ahmed and Mohammed. They are killing Americans on video. They are setting people on fire. They're tacking in the heart of Paris. They're finally reaching the infidel with their violence. And then they turn on CNN and MSNBC to see what they have wrought on the American psyche. And we're watching llamas. Americans get beheaded by terrorists. Our president does nothing about it. And we're watching llamas. Wachab Islamists who want to go to Syria and fight are caught in Brooklyn, New York. We're watching llamas. The uh, threat level today is higher than it was in the weeks before 9-11. And we're watching llamas. I can just see Ahmed and Muhammad in their cave with their satellite connection to television, watching CNN and going, Ahmed, what the bleep? What in all his name is going on here? Do these Americans not know what we're doing? Dude, you can't get to us. We're Americans. We are so fat and happy we are so secure our life is so materially comfortable we will not be shaken away and so they're launching plans for violence they're targeting the united states they have a guy in america who said i want to kill the president and what are we doing we've got to get the threat up so at least they stop watching the stupid llamas i mean this is embarrassing i mean we are cutting off the heads of americans and the americans are looking at the tv going move the severed head i want to see the llama again So they come up with a plot to finally get Americans to stop focusing on llama mania, llama palooza. And what is it? What is the only thing that can pry our attention and our internet lives away from llamas? A dress. That's right. (laughs) The gold and white, black and blue dress. The only, that's it. Sorry. Sorry, Ahmed. You lose again. That is. So when for those of you who tell me I, I was I, I was at a great place last night when it's now one of my favorite places in Atlanta it's called Cigar City Club, uh, it's uh, on Roswell just south of twenty five, and I was talking to a couple people guys I don't really know and they both brought up the same thing I man 
I'm so glad you talk about this terrorism stuff. No one's talking about it. No one's talking. I don't understand. Americans are getting their heads cut off over and over again. We don't do anything. You know why we do anything? Because President Obama does reflect the will of many people. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, do I do I have my Internet connection? Do I have my booze? Do I have my pizza? Do I have my wing plate? Really? Whatever. And the fact that Americans are more passionate about loosed llamas than they are about imprisoned Christians, incinerated activists, and decapitated citizens pretty much says everything you need to know about the United States in 2015. 844-404-1067 is my phone number. Let's check traffic and llamas. Michael Graham now. And the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Uh, Demon Llama! It doesn't get any better than this. James Brown and America? I agree. Man. James Brown, dead for seven years now, I think. Still the hardest working man in show business. Absolutely amazing. 844-404-1067. So what does living in America mean in the year 2014? Excuse me, 2015. Let's ask Shepard Smith at Fox News what the big story in America is. Llama Watch 2015 here on Fox News Channel. And why wouldn't you have Llama Watch? What else could you possibly be talking about? Llama Watch 2015 here on Fox News Channel. Uh, You see Black Llama and White Llama have now separated. Moments ago, they had this Black Llama pinned against a fence, and some lady was flapping her her arms like she was going to take off and fly. It's the one with the visor there. I don't know what her function is, but she looked to be having a marvelous time. And now uh, that Black Llama and White Llama are separated, Black Llama seems to have calmed down a bit. Another one of our stations also has a chopper up. So we're double choppering the two llamas for the day. Uh, That's good to know. Hey, Shep, uh, did you know that yesterday the federal government with three unelected bureaucrats who don't answer to anyone except one man, the president, seized control of the Internet and they now have the power in writing to control Internet content like your blogs and your Facebook page the same way that they control what I say on the airways because there's certain words I can't say, you know, the F-bomb and et cetera, et cetera. Hey, Shep, the government with three guys that nobody voted for just seized control of the most uh, uh, vital communication lines for American citizens. Are you on the story? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Doesn't want to be caught. Does not want to be caught. Faster than humans, mm. as you can see. Fox News can confirm. Black llamas are faster than humans. Now, this woman to the right, that's not the same one wearing the visor. The one wearing the visor was was uh, flapping her arms a minute ago in an effort, I, b- I believe, to fly. But she was unsuccessful in flying. And I, it looks as these may be greased llamas. Did you ever do the greased watermelon thing in the swimming pool or the greased pig thing? Well, th- maybe this llama is greased, though its fur seems to be flapping. I don't know why it's so disturbing to hear the phrase greased watermelon come out of Shepard Smith's mouth. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. But of all the people in the media, him and Anderson Cooper talking about Grease, well, this is just not really the conversation. Hey, Shep, um, I know you're busy over there with the group. Speaking of Grease, did you know 
that while Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State, while she was Secretary of State, the Clinton Foundation was taking millions of dollars of donations from Muslim-led terror-sponsoring countries while she was in the job of Secretary of State. Did you know that, uh, according to the Washington Post, there's a direct correlation between the countries she went to, like Qatar and et cetera, and the money that she got while she was Secretary of State. In fact, this is how liberal journalist Ron Fournier describes what happened. They put the Lincoln bedroom up for sale. Now they're putting the Secretary of State's office up for sale. Think about that. We're in a war on terror, and our Secretary of State is taking hundreds, uh, millions of dollars from terror-sponsoring countries to her foundation while she's Secretary of State. Wow, you got that story, Shep? And now... Black Llama and White Llama are reunited, huh. and it feels so good. Maybe they're trying to separate them because they seem to very much enjoy each other's company, and they don't seem to quite know what to do. It appears that we've now got a zone defense working on them. The manned Llama defense proved ineffective, and now we, we're, we're rocking a zone. Why are we doing this, you may ask? Well, because we have live pictures of llamas. What would you do? You know, that's a very good point because uh, right across the street from you, Shep, uh, the uh, office of the Treasury, this is not right-wing nutjob guy, this is not some website, the office of the Treasury of the Obama administration has acknowledged that the uh, IRS may have broken the law. There is potential criminal activity in the cover-up they have on Washington attacking families who tried to start Tea Party groups. You know, you try to start a Tea Party group. Next thing you know, the IRS and the ATF and the FBI are coming and investigating you for just trying to start a Tea Party group. You got singled out because you're a Tea Partier. Your own, I mean, this is, cla- this is from the old Soviet Union. Citizens who just want to express their opinion, and the government sends in the IRS and the FBI to investigate you for having an opinion. It is one of the worst abuses of power ever in the history of the country against normal people, not against some other politician. And there were the duking out, just, you know, mom, pa, kettle, want to start a... Tea Party in Otumwa, Florida, whatever, and they come in, and it may, we now have evidence. According, listen, these are the people on the same team. They're going, guys, I think they broke the law here. We found out yesterday about a half dozen of those Tea Party groups still haven't been approved. They're still being reviewed by the Obama IRS. That's how badly you are watching. Um, uh, uh, the government abuse its own citizens. That story broke yesterday. Shep, what do you got? White llama remains elusive. Black llama has been mm. captured. What do they do with black llama? My understanding is, though Fox News can't confirm this, my understanding is they called it an Uber. But they didn't have any of the big Uber vans, so they're waiting for that. Uh, Uber says it will be four minutes, which means, of course, it will be 17 minutes. And if you cancel after eight minutes, you pay anyway. Now, no and, one loves uh, llamas. A, nobody loves a good Uber joke better than I do. But, hey, um, Shep, uh, the, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms is announcing a ban on one of the most popular forms of ammo for AR-15 rifles. It's specifically used for target practice. And the ATF has violated its own rules because they want to pull all this ammo off the market According to uh, gun owners and Second Amendment activists, it is a direct attack on the AR-15 because President Obama can't get it banned. So he wants to confiscate so much ammo 
that people won't own them anymore. A direct assault on the Second Amendment. Shep Smith, do you have any facts that might elucidate this for us? Faster than humans, as you can see, Fox News can confirm, black llamas are faster than humans. I, I'm glad to, to know that. That's good. Maybe our friends at Good Morning America can help. For example, there's this story. 68% of British Muslims, 68% say that they would oppose violence in the name of Islam. For example, killing someone over a cartoon. But 32%, one in three, British, modern, Western Muslims, one in three say that they support killing people or beating people or burning down buildings if they insult the prophet Muhammad. One in three modern Western Muslims today are telling pollsters that they would support killing you in the name of their faith. Good morning, America. That sounds like a pretty scary number to me. Are you on top of it? They, they also spit, though. You don't want to get too close to them. I'm sorry. Are you saying that Muslims spit? What? Lainey, I don't, she wasn't responsible. Oh, she's too young. She's following Kanita's lead. No. I didn't expect llamas running loose to go viral like it did. It's kind of, kind of funny. And one more thing, ABC News, uh, three people who wanted to join ISIS found in New York City. They've been caught. They were openly advocating. We now know that in every single state of the union, there are people who are reaching out to ISIS, trying to travel to Syria or Iraq and that the risk of attack on the U.S. is higher than it's been since 9-11. ABC News? Llamas do make good pets, though, because they're known for being easy. Well, we're glad to hear that they're easy. I, mean, it's, it's, I, I don't think we should be uh, llama-shaming anybody here, but that's just me. That is the state of America in 2015. 844-404-1067. I'm Michael Graham. Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. Very dangerous. So, if you see one where people are swimming, you must shout out, Look out, there are llamas. Just one of the many, many facts that Americans were desperate to learn yesterday as we focused on the important issues of the day. Look out, there are llamas. And there's a lot that you can learn about llamas from Monty Python. Llamas are bigger than frogs. Very important to know. Hey, uh, soccer boy, you uh, speak uh, Spanish. Uh, well, play that Monty Python llama thing and tell me how accurate their Spanish is. Llamas are, however, very dangerous. So if you see one where people are swimming, you must shout out, Look out, there are llamas. Is that look out, there are llamas? Yes. Uh, one more it's, time. It's the worst. It's the worst uh, <laughs> accent, English accent, to a Spanish language I've ever heard. Well, how would you say, look out, there are llamas? Cuidado, hay llamas. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, merci, Boca, whatever that thing is you guys say. Uh, benvenidos a la Undundi esta Casa de Pepe. Something in there. Uh, yes, we are focused on the llamas. That's what's so absolutely. Oh, one thing I didn't mention in my uh, non-llama-related news. We now know because of emails that Judicial Watch got that the White House has been keeping away from us, we the people, through our elected officials, that uh, Mrs. Bill Clinton was told that Benghazi was an attack 
within minutes of the attack. And within two hours of the attack, she was told that Benghazi, that uh, a local Al-Qaeda group was taking responsibility for it within two hours. Two weeks later, she's giving speeches about the video. Five days later or so, she's at a funeral talking to the dad when the dead guy saying, don't worry, we're going to get the guy who made that video. But two hours after that guy died, she actually, I take it back. He was still alive. When she found out that it was Al-Qaeda, the last two guys that died were still alive. Once again, I know this isn't, uh, this isn't the, the important news. I understand llamas and dresses, which I, I thought it was silver and white. Apparently it's blue. I haven't seen this much attention to a blue dress since Bill Clinton put some DNA on one. I don't know why this is front page, but that's, and that's why I, when I was at last night to, uh, at um, uh, Cigar City Club, which is just a fantastic place, and I'm talking to these guys, and they're all like, you know, working guys. They're, it's after work. They're having a cigar. There was a terrific group I met there. It's kind of a business-to-business group, kind of like Rotary or whatever, but instead of having lunch meetings, they do stuff like they go to cigar bars or they go to wine dinners and stuff like that. It's called Speakeasy. And so I met the Speakeasy guy. I met Chad, and they were great guys. But when they, you know, they were like, oh, you talk about this on the show, talk about that on the show. And when we start talking about ISIS and the growing Islamist threat, they were both shaking with frustration. And these were just like, you know, these aren't, they're not in the military. They didn't, as far as I know, they don't have anybody who's in Afghanistan right now, but they're just Americans. And they were so frustrated going, why? Why are we doing something? American, an American girl had her head cut off in part because we released five Taliban guys and no one's mad that an American girl was decapitated, that whack job Islamists are doing it and that the Washington made it more likely to happen. No one's mad about this. And I said, guys, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what, you know, we may live now in America, in an America where the gap between people who have a vague idea of what's going on and the people who just don't care is so wide that you f- sometimes feel like an alien in your own land. You know, when um, uh, terrorists set off a bomb in Germany at a nightclub that killed some American soldiers, it killed Germans too, more Germans than Americans. Ronald Reagan only had ancillary information to connect it back to the government of Libya. The guys who did it were in Germany. They used local Islamist assets and blah, 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 blah. But Ronald Reagan, we had the evidence laid out that the, that the Libyans are fundamentally responsible. You could have said, well, you're an American soldier. You, you, know, you know that risk is part of your job. You know, killing American soldiers is, is something that happens in combat. I mean, there's a million. It happened in Germany. It's a crime. We should catch the individual responsible. and We could put handcuffs on them. We should treat this like a criminal matter. You don't need a Gitmo. You don't need a military. That's what we could have said. But you know what President, Obama, President Reagan did? He sent American bombers and blew the crap out of, of, of uh, Tripoli. And not only, or, or not Tripoli, um, oh, crud. But anyway, Libya. He blew the crap. I'm, I'm having a brain seizure here. Uh, he blows the crap out of Libya and he targets Muammar Gaddafi's house. He didn't just blow up the military. He said, you, MFR, you did this. I'm going to blow up you. He tried to kill the president 
who uh, the head of Libya, who sent those killers after us and never apologized. And some of Muammar Gaddafi's family members died. And you know what? Boo frickin' who? In fact, you know how badass Reagan was? We wanted to fly our jets through French airspace from Europe to Libya. And the French refused to allow our planes to fly through French airspace. And by sheer coincidence, we <clears throat> accidentally <clears throat> dropped a bomb on the French embassy. Oops. Our pilots were so fatigued from having to fly around France that they got a little lightheaded. And they, oh, my goodness. Oh, we seem to have blown up the ambassador's garden. This is terrible. Today, regular Americans decapitated ongoing de- efforts. They are trying every single day. How can we kill Americans? How can we get here? Uh, uh, attacks in Paris and in uh, Northern Europe and in Southern Europe and in South America and in Canada and in Australia. And what do we do? We watch llamas. That's what we do. We watch llamas. And we refuse to say that there's a problem with Islam. And when we write news stories, for example, here's the headline. Most British Muslims oppose Muhammad Khartoum's reprisals. Well, that's great. I'm glad most. But 32 percent say no. Violence against those who publish images of the Prophet Muhammad is justified or they refused to answer. One in three Muslims refuse to say killing people in the name of Islam is wrong. That should be the headline. Can you name any other group like that? I don't think one in three Klansmen would say it's killing people in the name of Klan stuff is okay. But one in three modern Western British Muslims say, yeah, kill him. He insulted the prophet or worse, he insulted a llama. 844-404-1067. Tom, you're on the air. Thanks for the call. Yeah, you might say that the news media now has llamaphobia. <laughs> I will that's not stand. About, that's about where they belong. I will not stand for any Islamophobia on my radio program, sir. We are not mammal haters here. It's not going to happen. Are they the species of peace? The Islamas? Do we know? Michael Graham now, and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. And now. Black Llama and White Llama are reunited, and it feels so good. Maybe they're trying to separate them because they seem to very much enjoy each other's company, and they don't seem to quite know what to do. It appears that we've now got a zone defense working on them. The manned Llama defense proved ineffective, and now we, we're, we're rocking a zone. Why are we doing this, you may ask? Well, because we have live pictures of llamas. What would you do? Good morning, it's 949. Oh, yeah, Michael Graham. Welcome to Llama Mania. Okay, so you just if you just missed the call, because of my anti-Llama coverage rant this morning, I have now been accused of Islamophobia, and I don't know what to say to that. So we are asking the musical question, are llamas, in fact, these species of peace? I'd like to know, can they bring this all together? And what is your reaction to this new poll that uh, 30, 32% basically, but let's just say a third, just to make it easy. A third of British, British-born British Western Muslims say that 
it's not unacceptable to kill people if they've insulted the prophet. That it is acceptable. Because that was a question. Do you agree that it's violence against people who insult the prophet is unacceptable? And 32% either said, no, I don't agree, or refused to answer the question. And, of course, the thing that makes that poll even scarier is when you are asked, and I, when, I used, when I ran political campaigns, I did polling. I worked in polls. I was never a professional pollster, but I had to do, you know, do some. And one of the things you quickly learn and one of the things you learn when you study uh, is people know the answer you expect to expect. For example, if there's a black and white candidate running in a race, the black candidate is likely to overperform because some white people are afraid that they're going to be judged as racist for saying, I don't support that black candidate. And so they say they're going to vote for him, even though they don't intend to. So if you're a Muslim in London in 2015 in the current media climate and someone calls you and says, do you think it's OK to kill people in the name of your faith? You know the answer you're supposed to give. So that one in three number is low. That 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 bothers me. It bothers me enough that I would, if it were me, have some kind of media coverage of that. But instead, the headline most British Muslims oppose violence in the name of jihad. Oh, okay. Well, most. A lot. Several. Two weeks ago, the Washington Post had a story. Two men stabbed after being asked if they were Muslim. And you look at the headline and you go, oh, my gosh, some whack job out there, probably some evangelical Christian or talk radio listeners out stabbing people if they find out that they're Muslim. They had to pull that headline and then... The headline was, two men stabbed after questions about religion. Then finally, they came up with a headline that reflected the story. Here's what was happening. A guy walked up to a bus stop, asked two guys who were there, are you Muslim? They said, no, we're not. So he stabbed them. The stabber? Muslim. Now, how in the world do you report story Man asks people about faith, asks people if they're Muslim, stabs them. How do you report that story? That that is completely, I mean, is it technically true? You're absolutely right. There was a man. And yes, you're right. He did ask if they were Muslims. And yes, you're right. There was a stabbing. But the assumption is because of the media coverage, the assumption is going to be some evil, horrible American like over North Carolina where a guy who is an anti-theist, he hates all religions, killed three Muslims over an on-running dispute, has been spun into a white evangelical Christian, targets Muslims in the name of Jesus. Totally a lie. How do you take this story? (laughs) But that's the story that you're told. So that's the story that as an American media consumer, you assume that you just... So the Washington Post knew exactly what they were doing when they put the phrase that way. Um, And... Then the facts come out, and they're 180 degrees different. The stabber was the Muslim. The stabbies were not. This is the media climate. This is why I was a talk radio fan long before I ever started doing talk radio. I fell into talk radio. I did stand-up for a while, and I ran campaigns for a while, and I fell into talk radio. I still don't know how radio works. I still, they have to push buttons for me and stuff. I don't know. I just talk. But I've always treasured talk radio. Because it was the one place I could go to find out what to bleep. Because you started figuring out, particularly as the Internet spread, and you had more access to more information. Hey, wait a minute. That story, people asked if Muslim get stabbed. 
Turns out to be Muslim guy stabs people for not being Muslim. Whoa, whoa. And that's why I do the show I do. And that's why it's so vital for those of us who want to know what's going on in the world. Look, you can rely on the cables, including Fox. What are you going to get? Uh, the number one problem in the world is Islamophobia. And please hug a llama. Oh, and by the way, what color is that dress? That's what you're going to get. Misdirection and misstatement. Or we can hang out together. And I can tell you what I am able to find out that is true. The fact that we can do this drives some people crazy. The mainstream media people, etc. That's why they're so happy that the government has now seized the Internet. They're so happy that finally the government has given itself the power to control the Internet the same way that they can control language on radio and, t- and, and visuals on television. As Mark Cuban said yesterday, the same government that spent eight years prosecuting Nipplegate after the Super Bowl now has control of the Internet. You think they're not going to police content? Of course they are. 844-404-1067. Chad is on News Radio 1067. Good morning, Chad. Hey, good morning, brother. I think if you take that same poll, uh, the ratio about the Muslim thing, mm-hmm. if you turn it around on American populace right now, I think there's so many people who are disengaged and really don't even care. As you say, they're more concerned with dresses and llamas. Um, it's just the generations checked out, and I just really don't understand it. we got people killing Americans, and nothing is, is coming of it. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I, and Are you with me that you... Don't want to be mad, but you get every time you see it or think about it or see another image of it, you get mad. I'm ahead of you, brother. I've been mad for years. <laughs> well, I don't want that, Chad. We, this is America, the beautiful. This is the land of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, not the pursuit of anger. I don't want to be mad. I'm very easy to get along with. Look, I understand government sucks. It's always going to suck. Stuff's going to go wrong. Don't sweat it. I understand we live in a dangerous world. People are going to die sometimes because of other people's stupidity, sometimes their own stupidity. I get it. This world isn't perfect. You know, if you're looking for a perfect world, you need to wait until you go to meet Jesus or like uh, Enoch and Elijah get translated. Those are the only ways out of here. So I get, I'm, I'm the guy who's always having a good time, trying to have a good time. But we are at a moment in history which is unique for me since 9-11. I, was, I felt this way at 9-11 where I just every time I would go, we did what? We let this happen? We had these guys, three of the 9 11 terrorists were pulled over by cops and were here illegally, and we let them go? We could have ended 9 11 just by upholding them. What? I don't want to be this mad, but I'm with Chad. I'm with the guys last night at uh, Cigar City Club. It's hard to not be mad the more that this happens. When we come back, I like Clark Howard. He's a nice guy. He totally lied or got it wrong last night about net neutrality. Come back from the club. I happen to tune in a little bit. You have been lied to about net neutrality. You are so screwed in this thing. I'm going to tell you what really happened. I'm going to give you the natural truth. Sorry, Clark. Love you, buddy, but you just got it wrong. Also, uh, you know that weird spelling that your kids do on the t- on texting, and it's all these one-letter, two-letter words, and you have to get a translator or whatever? There is an international movement to make that standard English spelling. Apparently, teaching our kids to spell is too hard. They can't learn it, and our kids are too dumb. And so we have to change how we spell words. We have to make was, W-U-Z. We have to. And you're going to hear from the people who believe that. And also, I told you about that story about the AR-15 ammo that's being rounded up by the federal government. I'll give you the natural truth. I'm Michael Graham.
California, San Jose, Six and News Radio 1067. Uh, yeah, Michael Graham, your only licensed and authorized distributor of the natural truth. What is the natural truth? The way the world really works, whether you like it or not. It's the grown-ups table because I figured out even as a kid that the grown-ups were actually having all the fun. I was at the kids' table watching my cousin fart the national anthem with his armpit. Then I figured out there at the grown-ups table, they're talking about like S-E double, you know what, and trouble and cool stuff and fun ideas and oh my gosh and so we jumped up at the i got jumped to the grown-up table as soon as i can and that's what this is this is the largest diner table in atlanta i hope you'll be part of the conversation at 844-404-1067 you can email me michael at michaelgram.com like billy graham no relation biologically or in lifestyle alas uh, and on Twitter at IMMGram, where I've tweeted out many of these stories, we're going to get to what's really up with net neutrality, which is a horrific, horrific act. It is, along with Obamacare and a complete withdrawal from Iraq, abandoning it to the Islamist ISIS whack jobs, the three things that history will look back on President Obama and go, you've got to be kidding me. What the hell were you thinking? Net neutrality is one of them. And I'm sorry to say that a smart, nice guy like Clark Howard got it totally wrong, told a bunch of people stuff that wasn't true. And so we're going to uh, fact correct him here on the Michael Graham show. Sorry, Clark. Nice guy. Didn't work. Um, before I get to that, though, I just I want to. I, I, if you listen to the show, you know, I'm. I am not a traditionalist. I'm a small government guy, but I'm not a conservative like a traditionalist. For example, I would shut down the post office tomorrow or at least cut it back to two days a week. I would get rid of the penny. The penny's a waste of money and time. Uh, I don't understand why any classrooms teach cursive. What the hell? Is it? No, no. Cancel cursive, mandatory keyboarding. Every kid should be able to touch type by certainly the end of the fourth grade, if not sooner. So forget the cursive. It's a total waste of time. So I'm... I, I just want the world to work. I just want it to be, things to be easy so you can be happy. That's what I'm about. But I will say, even for me, I'm not sure I can go along with the English Spelling Society, which is an international organization with uh, academics here in the United States and around the world who say that English words are too hard for American kids to spell. Our words are just too hard. See, we have too many sounds and too many spellings. English has about 44 sounds, phonemes as they're called, like the sh and the schwa and the th and all the other things, all the sounds that make up words. But we have about 185 different spellings for those sounds. And other languages, they either have fewer sounds or fewer spellings or both. For example, how do you spell... Though. How do you spell though? T-H-O-U-G-H. Okay. How do you spell through? T-H-R-O-U-G-H. How do you spell cough? C-O-U-G-H. Bow, as in the bow of a tree. B-O-U-G-H. Rough. R-O-U-G-H. So is it through... Though, through, through, co, bo, ro, if you set, pronounce O-U-G-H the same way, is it thuff, thruff, cough, cuff, buff, and rough? No, all they have different sound, you know, different sounds from the same spelling. And so they want to change spelling to internet spelling. You know how your kids spell? 
Uh, I gave you a couple examples on my Twitter handle today, but it, two should be should two should not be T W O T O O or T O. Two should be two. Just the numeral two. And uh, was should be W U Z is should be I Z. In other words, you should only have one. You know, spell sounds for spelling, and because and then this is the the part that's key to me. It's too hard for our kids to learn to spell. We work them too hard. Those poor little things. Those poor little special S P E S H U L snowflakes. S N O F L A K S. We make them work W U R K two letter two hard. Hey, that'd still be hard. And because it takes English speaking children two years longer to master the basics of spelling words, it's time for us to change spelling. I don't know about that. 844-404-1067. First of all, I love the fact that spelling is complicated because it, it generally is a good view as to whether or not I want to take your opinions seriously. I get quite a few emails. I love to get them. Michael at michaelgram.com. Quite a few tweets. I am M. Graham. And when I wail in to one that is rife with misspellings, it's a good hint to me. How much time do I really want to spend on this? You know, um, people who spell Muslims without a U. I'm not sure that I'm going to put your take on Islamophobia at the top of the the, the list. Having said that, I will tell you, there are some words that I just absolutely, I, I, I don't know why. I have to keep going back again and again to these same words because I keep getting them wrong. For example, my killer, occasion and occasionally. I know there's a double consonant. I know there is. I just can never remember. Is it the C's or the S's? And thank God for spell check. Because I would always get that wrong. Occasion. O-C, maybe another C. A-S, maybe another S, but not both. I, 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 I just, this is one of those words I cannot spell. So, a couple questions for you at 844-404-1067. Do you think we should dumb down spelling for our kids because they can't learn to spell all the complicated words that you and I learned how to spell, number one. Number two, is this kind of a weird conversation to have now that spell check has taken over our lives? You can't even spell cool words wrong on purpose because autocorrect will grab them from you. And thirdly, do you have a word that every time you write it down, you're like, that can't be right. That can't be right. And there's actually a name for that. There's a mental, the, 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 there's a word for when your brain looks at a word and it says, I, that can't be the right word. I also have the top 100 most misspelled English words. And some of them, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. No, you can't spell that. And other ones, I go, oh, wait a minute. I think I think I got that down. 844-404-1067 plus why net neutrality is a disaster. Absolutely nasty for anyone who believes in freedom. F-R-E-E-D-U-M-B. Michael Graham now. And the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Good morning, it's 1019. Uh, yeah, Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show. So 
Next year, the International Spelling Congress, English Spelling Congress, excuse me, International English Spelling Congress is going to gather to promote an agenda to change spelling of about 10% of the words to up to 80% of the words in the English Dictionary. It's a comprehensive system called New Spelling, N-U-E, New as in hue, as in blue, spelling 1L. And if this seems crazy to you, I've got a fascinating history tidbit that you will, I guarantee, not hear anywhere else in talk radio or the media today. I will share with you in just a second. But I'm just curious if you agree with the premise behind this international conference that we should change the spelling of new to N-U-E so it matches and hue, blah, blah. And we should change the uh, spelling of snow to S-N-O because it matches and you should change the spelling of you to you, just to you, because kids just can't learn the spelling. Do you agree? 844-404-1067. And are you willing to confess your repeat spelling failure? Mine is occasionally. No, not occasionally. I, I always, not occasionally misspell occasionally. I always misspell. I frequently misspell occasionally, and I can't explain why. 844 404 1067. Carl, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Yes, um, I agree. They should not dumb down the English language. Well, have you talked to any kids, though, 25 and younger? They're already dumbing down. Well, that, that's true. But, uh, uh, but I also want to keep the, keep the cursive. I, I agree with the, the keyboards, too. Uh, I wish I would have learned to type when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I had to go back. And uh, take a typing class at a community college when I was already in my mid-20s. And I was writing for a living. And I couldn't type because I attended a crappy rural school that just didn't have the resources. I mean, nothing against the teachers. They just they didn't have the resources to have a typing class that I could take. And, uh, and it, it's I, I mean, But cursive? What's cursive? is useless. Who the heck uses cursive? Who's going to sit down and write out a cursive letter? No, no. Type me a letter so I can actually read it. Oh, I forgot to ask Carl his uh, always problematic word. The one word that every time he writes it, either misspells or it just doesn't look right. Bill, do you have a word like that 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 taunts and haunts your written communication? No, because uh, I was educated in Iowa, and uh, we actually learned to spell the English language. And I guess that's my problem is we've already got our kids the laughingstock of the world at 19th or 20th because right. they can't do math and science. Now let's tell the rest of the world, by the way, we can't speak our own freaking language either. <laughs> you know, everything about your call is great, Bill, but you undermined yourself when you used as a paragon of intellectualism, Iowa. Uh, I've been to Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, Ottumwa, uh, Dubuque, and it's a fine state, but I don't know that I would use it as the paragon of American intellect. 844 404 1067. I mean, when you think about it, there are, it is odd how many words we, or, or different spellings we have for sounds and the same sound, different spelling. I mean, we meet to eat meat. How, how, why is it totally different? I put my foot on the moon. Wait a minute. They're both OOs. It is an odd, odd thing. Soccer Boy has never mastered either English or Spanish. He wants to weigh in on this. Yes. Well, that's the biggest complaint about people learning, especially from 
Hispanic countries. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest complaint is that you have words that mean the same thing. You have sounds <laughs> that sound the same, that sound different. Exactly. It's tough. Uh, the meat we eat was sitting by my feet. Wait, I don't under- I don't got it. I don't got it. Uh, do you also, um, but you, you have to admit though, you guys have the masculine feminine thing that we don't have. And that's very confusing trying to learn, uh, Spanish in similar languages. Yeah. But I think having the same two letters possibly different sound like three again. different ways. It's a lot more confusing <laughs> than it is just putting, you know, oh, just shut dealing up with and the learn your English. Shut up and learn your English. I'm telling you a great, me- oh, you want to know what I'm talking about? Yesterday, when we were celebrating Gwinnett County schools for doing the right thing and staying open, there are a bunch of Gwinnett County high school students who are very angry, and I was retweeting their tweets. Setting aside their perfect spelling of all profanity, they had no problem with any of the profanity, check out the spelling. That spelling that you see in those tweets is going to be the spelling on your legal on your grandkids' legal documents. You wait. Remember, there's an international congress already meeting to propose this idea of what they call reforming spelling. Do we need it? Tim, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Yeah, I disagree with them changing the English language. Of course, um, I'm always corrected on how I pronounce my A's. Like for the word ant, right. when you're talking about your Aunt Betty or sure. whatever, they always tell me it's ant, not aunt. Mm-hmm. And um, always, I mean, it's 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 a constant battle back and <laughs> forth. And they're all, I mean... I used to have the problem with the word does. That's my uh, Achilles heel of spelling. It's a four-letter word. Right. Kind of, but, but it does look I, weird, doesn't it? Yeah. But here's the and, trick. If you can spell does as in two female deer, you can spell does. Exactly. How weird is that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally different words. Under, underly related. Spelled exactly the same. Uh, this is what uh, this is one of the challenges people are talking about. They're saying, "Hey, just give it up." The spelling we ended up with was all by accident, anyway. Stuff changes all the time. Grammar changes all the time. Is it time to dumb down our spelling for the dumber generation? Let's ask Robin. Robin, you're on with Michael Graham. Hi, Michael. Um, I have a. There's a couple of things I take umbrage with. Um, one of them being that uh, you want to get rid of cursive. Absolutely. I am a baker, and I I am a cake decorator also. Do you want me to print happy birthday on your cake, or would you rather see it really nice calligraphy, happy birthday? Well, I'll tell you this. Based on the actual stuff I've seen on cakes, I'm sure you're a baker who does an excellent job, but the guys down at the Kroger, printing would be a vast improvement. I would take block letters, stenciling. I would. (laughs) No, that's a whole different thing. That's that's. That's a machine doing something stupid. That's uh, not baking. That's not doing a cake. Okay. On top of that, there are some other things I'd like to see. I'd like to see them continue cursive. I'd like to see uh, shorthand brought back. Wow. I'd like to. No, there's a reason for it. What's that? Um, if I were, if when I was when I was going through baking school, mm-hmm. um, if I had short, if I had known how to do shorthand, I could have taken notes way faster. I would have been way better at at doing my homework. And looking back over things. Also, keyboarding used to be called typing. I took mm-hmm. typing. I can type. I can type five times faster than my my oldest son, who has had a computer in his face mm-hmm. since he was a small child. Right. He does keyboarding. I type. Yeah. Um, I don't look at the keyboard. I don't have to. I know where the I know where the letters are. Do you still have a typewriter? Yes, I do. I, Robin, how did I know that? Look, I love your call, but Robin, uh, the 21st century called and invited you to join them. 
Okay, pal? You don't need to know how to how to do dictation or whatever it's called because you shorthand because we have recorders. The reason why nobody does shorthand anymore is because you just hold you can take your phone. Your smartphone has a recorder on it right there. You don't have to do that. Dude, dump your typewriter. Have these things called computers to let you manipulate your text on the screen and then print out your final document. Cursive, you want people sitting and writing. Look, cake decorating and calligraphy, that's different. Your wedding invitations, whatever. I'm talking about day in and day out. What do you do? Dude, are you like hand grinding your flour in your stone mill in your backyard and scraping the lard off your tub? Dude. I love Amish people. I just didn't know they listened to my show. 844-404-1067. Oh, I've got the historic fact i got to share with you. Also, we got to talk about what's up with um, net neutrality. And why is the Obama administration confiscating and criminalizing a huge swath of ammo commonly used by sportsmen? You'll find out. I'm Michael Graham. Llamas are, however, very dangerous. So, if you see one where people are swimming, you must shout out, Look out, there are llamas. It's 10.35. We are on the number one story of the day in our wonderfully spoiled, prosperous, fat, nappy America, llamas. I've been accused of Islamophobia. Uh, But we're just trying to make sure that you are educated and everything I need to know about llamas, I learned from Monty Python. Llamas are bigger than frogs. Although Sarah Spencer at ABC News did share some facts with me this morning as well. Llamas do make good pets, though, because they're known for being easy. And so some people are arguing that since we're a nation of people who are obsessed with llamas and silver and white dresses on or golden white dresses on the interwebs, asking young Americans to learn to spell in our complicated spelling system is too much. And therefore, the, when the International English Spelling Congress meets next year, they're going to call for changing spellings to make things easier. A simplified spelling. So of, like the word, you know, piece of cake would be O-V. One would be W-U-N, whether it was a numeral or a victory. Uh, and if this sounds like totally crazy it's called new spelling n-u-e spelling totally crazy um in 1908 president theodore roosevelt ordered a reform of spelling in the united states and called for the federal government and the u.s government printing office to use all new spellings for all official communications and so some of the spellings are of uh, my would be M-I-E, time would be T-I-E-M, of, O-V, life, L-I-E-F. And so Teddy Roosevelt was going to push through because Teddy Roosevelt was a progressive. He was a change America guy. He was People would have said he doesn't love America. He tried to change it so much. Uh, and because so many people in America said, what the? They changed it. But for example... One of the changes that's being proposed and was proposed in 1908 under President Roosevelt, any word that ends in E-D, just throw it out. It needs to be T. Kissed? K-I-S-S-E-D? No, no, no. Kissed. K-I-S-S-T. Addressed? A-R-A-D-D-R-E-S-T. 
Because that's what it sounds like, right? Addressed? So is it time to dumb things down? And by the way, we've been talking about net neutrality stuff. I've been, t- I've been teasing it. In the 11 o'clock hour, I promise you we are going to cover that. We, we just need more time to make sure we get over everything. But the stuff you were told yesterday on a certain other radio station, who I won't say, but their initials are WSB, totally wrong, either a lie or an error, uh, and truly irresponsible to just say wildly untrue things about this because we're screwed. I'll put, our kids are certainly screwed. 844-404-1067. Emmanuel is on News Radio 167. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm working on my spelling even as we speak. <laughs> By the way, do yeah, you have a word? Do you have a word that you find yourself going back again and again and saying, I, is this right? Yes. Wednesday. 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 Wednesday is not spelled like it sounds. It's no, it's w- not. E-N-E-S-D-A-Y. And it's pronounced Wednesday, and it should be wetness day. <laughs> So when you so, so when you write it, do you find yourself leaving out the D or putting it backwards with the N, that kind of thing? Well, I find myself taking all day to spell it, <laughs> taking my time to try to write all, write it down to make sure I get it correctly. Emmanuel, if you think that's bad, think about the month we're in. February, yes. February or February. February. No, no, it's February because I learned I went to the library and they told me it was Wednesday. Anyway. <laughs> So, Emmanuel, what do you think? Should we change the spelling so Wednesday is W-I-N? Wednesday? No, I, I, I think that is the problem with our nation as a whole. We used to be number one in the world when it came to education. Yep. We are now 28th in the world. Yep. And people are laughing at us and pointing their fingers at all the almighty America, and they can't do math. They can't do science. Mm-hmm. They can't Now they can't spell. I mean, I volunteer in a school every day with my wife who teaches, and I tell the children, there's no such thing as something that is hard. It's just a challenge. Grab tomorrow by the collar and look it in the face and tell it it has no idea who you are <laughs> and what is about to happen because you are intelligent. That's the only way we're going to win this is to continue to let our children know nothing's hard. It's just a challenge. Emmanuel, that is some of the best advice I have ever heard. I'm looking for a day to grab and look in the eye and say, you don't know who you're messing with. I can handle you. I can take this on. Eight four, but we don't say that. What we say? Oh, are you uncomfortable? Is this hard? Let's change it. Fantastic book, Emmanuel. If you've never read it, it's not long. It's like 120 pages. Easy read. It's called "Amusing Ourselves to Death" by Neil Postman. Amusing ourselves to death, and the premise of the book is: thanks to new media, we've dumbed down uh, the way we talk so much that we've convinced young people that if something's really worth learning, we'll make it easy to learn. And if it's hard to learn, it's not worth learning because if it's important, they'll turn it into a video or they'll have puppets teaching it to you or they'll have cartoons or whatever. And so if you can't make it easy and fun, it's not worth learning. It's called Amusing Ourselves to Death. Uh, great book. Fred, you're on News Radio 1067. Hello, Fred. Hey, how are you doing today? Doing fine. Right ahead. Hey, I think you were a little rough on the guy with the typewriter. I mean, we're all, <laughs> we're all coming up the way we did, and I really wish I would have taken typing class, but... I was more interested in girls and decided to do sports. Uh-huh. It, uh, Smart move, by I the way. Type, I type with two fingers, and I think you call it keyboarding. Mm-hmm. And I'm really quick, but I misspell several words, and it's because the other letter is closer to my <laughs> left finger than it is my right <laughs> finger. And I wish I knew how to type. That guy is right. Ask yourself why you meet someone from South Africa why you meet someone from Europe, 
why you meet someone from South America, they speak clearer and better understood English mm -hmm. than our own children. You know, who who in the world is going to add a word "no mean" <laughs> to the English language? It's not right. Oh, we're going we're going to grow up, and our kids are going to end up being the the culture that everyone laughs at. What, Fred? You're so crazy. Uh, but we're glad you listened to glad you listened to the show. Uh, how's your mom and them, Fred? We'll check in with them later. Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. It is twenty fifteen. Look, I I, I I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying, and you're absolutely right. Change doesn't necessarily mean good. Old doesn't necessarily mean bad. And we need to hold on to the good stuff and get rid of the bad stuff and add the new, the good stuff that's new. So you're right, Fred. Just this, everything is new is good. And I'm not saying dump cursive. For the sake of dumping curses, I'm saying dump curses because it's useless. You just don't need it anymore. It's a waste of people's time, and uh, we won't have it anymore. But you make a very good point. At the same time, I'm an American. I'm not going to go back to making my own papyrus in my backyard and rolling it out with a stone and then using you know, goose quill pens to ink the uh, word and spell my words with extra Fs in them instead of Ss that no one can figure out afterwards. That's just not going to be me. Hey, if you are a Second Amendment uh, advocate, like I am, or if you're a gun owner and gun enthusiast, you need to know about the new rule that the Obama administration is forcing on you. They are targeting your AR-15 rifles. They're trying to do something that the voters won't let them do and that the courts won't let them do. They're trying to do it illegally through regulation, much like they did with net neutrality, Obamacare, and amnesty. Uh, I'll tell you about it along with my good friend Cam Edwards from NRA News. Michael Graham now. And the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Good morning, Atlanta. Ah, yeah. Michael Graham. And of course, we are on the top stories of the day, the ones that matter most for a thriving, functioning democracy and a great, proud, strong America. And now, Black Llama and White Llama are reunited, and it feels so good. Maybe they're trying to separate them because they seem to very much enjoy each other's company. And they don't seem to quite know what to do. It appears that we've now got a zone defense working on them. The Mandalama defense proved ineffective. And now we, we're, we're rocking a zone. Why are we doing this, you may ask? Well, because we have live pictures of llamas. What would you do? Yeah. Demon llama! What else could you possibly cover when President Obama is seizing control of the Internet, when Hillary Clinton's been caught taking money from foreign Islamist governments while she was Secretary of State? When we now know that within hours of the Benghazi attack, we have the emails proving that the White House and Secretary of State knew that it was a terrorist attack, and when uh, whack job Islamists just chopped an American to death in uh, another country for blogging about on uh, favor of moderate Islam, and when... The White House is launching an assault on AR-15 ammo. All things you might think are just a little bit newsworthy, but hey, not till you know the color of that dress. Here to talk about the ammo and what's really going on is our good friend Cam Edwards, star of NRA News and radio personality extraordinaire. Michael, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. We're not talking about llamas, though? I... We'll get to the llamas, because I want to know what ammo do you use. I mean, I... Yeah, I, 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 I use... Go ahead. I use all the ammo that I can get. <laughs> but for llamas, I, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a shotgun kind of guy. So uh, I, I use buckshot usually is what I'm trying to use. Um, so first of, all, first of all, explain to people who are Second Amendment supporters but not necessarily smart about guns. That would be me. 
What's going on with this AR-15 ammo for real? Sure. Uh, so the ATF is trying to regulate some of the most common AR-15 ammo. It's called M855 ball ammunition or green tip ammunition. Uh, trying to regulate it out of existence. Uh, basically, they say that uh, now because it is uh, possible, if you want to spend $1,000 or so uh, to get an AR-15 pistol, uh, that that means that this rifle ammunition, the centerfire rifle ammunition, may be used uh, in a pistol round or in a, uh, in a pistol fashion. They say that uh, that means that they can ban it now because uh, it, it is, quote-unquote, armor-piercing handgun ammunition. Now, it's not really handgun ammunition. It's centerfire rifle ammunition. And there are a lot of sort of exotic handguns that fire rifle calibers. Uh, any common rifle bullet is going to penetrate soft body armor. I mean, it just, it just is. Uh, and so the Gun Control Act of 68 specifically exempted rifle ammunition from the quote-unquote armor-piercing ammunition. Now ATF wants to go back and they want to regulate uh, this ammunition, very, very common ammunition, uh, and ban it. Now, I, uh, every time someone says AR-15, my eyebrow goes up because I know from listening to uh, Second Amendment opponents, people who want to take away the right to to uh, bear arms, they hate the AR-15 rifle. They do. Uh, they they absolutely do, and they try, Why? of course, you know, to get. I think because they're afraid of it. Honestly, uh, and I think they they don't really understand that the AR platform has been around, by the way. Longer than the Beatles, longer than the Rolling Stones. Uh, it, it was introduced, it was developed, uh, the senior Elvis broke onto the scene. So, you know, they talk about this modern battlefield weapon of war. Uh, what it is, is the modern sporting rifle. It is the next evolution of the, of the firearm, just like, uh, you know, we went from the, the, the musket uh, to the rifle mm -hmm. to the repeating rifle. This is just the next technological step, and frankly, it's decades old, uh, but they've been trying to ban it for decades. And I think they, they've they figured out if they can't get the ban through Congress, they can't get the ban through uh, state legislatures, we'll go after the ammunition. And th there's been a lot of talk for the last few years about manipulating ammunition to try to limit people's uh, access to guns or the ability to defend themselves. Uh, you know, Cam Edwards, you talk about this all the time at NRA News. You do a great uh, show. What, what are some examples of what, what they're talking about when this comes up? Well, so this is uh, this is relatively new, and this is a certainly the biggest move that the ATF has taken. But we've seen uh, attempts to serialize ammunition through laser etching on each individual cartridge, a unique identifier. Uh, and there have been attempts to mandate uh, production uh, that way. And you've had ammunition manufacturers try to explain, look, we have to completely retool our production lines. There's no way that we can do this. Uh, but when the you know when the when the anti gunners latch on to what they think is a great idea, it's always full speed ahead, and they don't really think about the the practical implications of what it is that they're demanding. Uh, I don't know. I think they do take into account the practical. I think they want <laughs> to make it harder, if not impossible, for private citizens to uh, take advantage of the Second Amendment. Well, they're certainly uh, taking that step here at the federal level. Now, the good news is Congressman Bob Goodlatte. Uh, from Virginia, has authored a letter to the uh, BATFE demanding an explanation as to why they're making this change now. Mm -hmm. You've got at least 30 members of Congress who have signed on to that letter. I know NRA is hoping to get at least 100 signatures to that letter. And this is another area where we may ultimately see a showdown between Congress and the executive branch because Congress could pass a law uh, making it very specific that, uh, you know, this, this, this language uh, can be changed. Right. In the but, gun control but Cam Edwards at NRA News, you know what happens when Congress takes on Obama. Congress loses. They always lose because they're 
either too dumb or gutless or both. And so just like with net neutrality, Congress could pass a law tomorrow that bans the federal government from seizing control of the Internet. They're not going to. They could uh, you know, pass laws about uh, illegal immigration. They're not going to. And they could. You're absolutely right. They could order the uh, ATF. No, you're not going to do this. So we're going to take away your funding. And President Obama would turn into a showdown and Republicans would back down. You know, I hope that's not uh, how it happens, but, uh, but you're right, it very well could. And ultimately, you know, look, elections have consequences, um, and the presidential election uh, certainly has consequences. And we, we know President Obama, since gun control failed in Congress, uh, he said that he was going to use whatever executive actions he could take uh, to act wherever he could. This is, again, the boldest step that he's taken. But, you know, ultimately, maybe these are issues for the 2016 election. Maybe we have to, uh, you know, and I think this is going to be a common theme of the 2016 election is, reigning in and out of control, Washington, D.C., uh, and not through, you know, simple uh, little little fixes here and there. You know, there, there are actually bills out there that would abolish the uh, ATF, fold its operations back into the Department of Treasury where it originally lay. And, and maybe we need to be talking about those, uh, those, those, those big, bold measures. Well, it's going to be abolished. It will be the Second Amendment. That's what they're working on, Cam. Hey, one last question for you. You're at CPAC. Uh, what's the most interesting thing you've seen, heard or person you've seen? You know, uh, it's it, it's it's been early uh, here since I got in last night at CPAC, so it's been mostly you know catching up with uh, with old friends. I did see uh, Carly Fiorina making her way down Media Row, uh, Rick Perry, uh, as I was walking out actually to to, uh, to talk with you. Uh, Ambassador John Bolton was speaking to the crowd. Scott Walker uh, wowed him yesterday. I'm supposed to be uh, talking with the governor later today. I'm looking forward to that. So those are some of the big names that have that have been around. Well, the good news is uh, Mitt won't be there, so we won't have to sit through that. So that's the good news. The bad news is Jeb's taking his place. So I don't know where you are on that, Cam. I'm uh, I'm out on media row. I'll <laughs> talk to whoever. I don't, they don't let me in the big room to listen to the speeches. Cam Edwards, NRA News, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for informing us about what's going on uh, when it comes to the Second Amendment and gun rights under assault yet again. I'm Michael Graham, net neutrality The ruling yesterday will be remembered as one of the three worst things that happened in uh, the uh, Obama presidency. I'll explain why. I'm Michael Graham. When the final account- accounting is done, 2014 will have been the most lethal year for global terrorism in the 45 years such a data has been c- compiled. They put the Lincoln bedroom up for sale, now they're putting the Secretary of State's office up for sale. A historic change this morning after the FCC voted to make the Internet subject to federal regulation, much like landline telephone service. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. Look out, there are llamas. Oh, yeah, I see a lunch line coming up right there. Good morning, Atlanta. It's 1107. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River. Later this hour, a uh, shout-out to... Uh, the folks at the Cigar City Club just opened here in Atlanta. One of the best places I've ever been to smoke a cigar. They have fantastic. I had. Who was in heaven last night? I was in a place that had premium cigars, including Padrones, Bushmills Irish Whiskey, including Red Label, 16-year Bushmills Irish Whiskey, 
and a chef who made, I'm not making this up, quail and homemade, on-site made chicarones. Am I saying that right? Soccer boy? Pork rinds? Chicarones? Chicarones? We don't eat pork rinds in Uruguay. I just want with you. Like, how can you not even? I've never had homemade pork rinds before. O-M-G, as the kids say. Absolutely fantastic. So remember that coming up. Also, um, uh, uh, Brandon, our executive producer, has some news you need to know for uh, coming up later in the show about uh, NASCAR. Apparently, it's not smart if you're a professional NASCAR driver, professional car to, to spend the night at the Motel 6 with your car sitting out in the lot. Apparently, that's a bad thing. I know we'll get to that later on the show. Uh, and for those of you, I appreciate the emails, Michael at MichaelGraham.com. Several people have emailed. So, Michael, that rant you did about llamas versus the news I you know, can you do that again? No, I can't do it again, but it'll be on the podcast. We podcast the entire show every day. Usually Brandon has it up by 1230 ish or so. So just go to michaelgram.com. There's a little box there and it has podcasts. You just scroll down the dates to any day this, you know, in the past few weeks, you can pick up a podcast, but that will be on the podcast. Uh, and we're still taking your problematic words. The words that you try to spell that you always get wrong because there's a, International conference convening convening in early 2016 is going to urge us to start spelling uh, words that end with ed with a t instead, and start uh, spelling meat, whether it's food or a greeting, the same way. And on on it's just a, it's a, they, they want to reform spelling because they say spelling's too hard for Americans. Uh, so we're any if you want to confess. As I've done about the word occasion, that there are certain words you just can't spell. Uh, and I'd love to hear from you, 844-404-1067. The question I have, though, is why? Who cares about spelling? Because who has to spell anymore? Because you've got spell check and autocorrect. You know why you have autocorrect? Because uh, wireless companies competing with each other put autocorrect on for free. Because uh, internet applications and websites put on autocorrect for free. What's going to happen in the future when the next thing, the next autocorrect thing, someone invents a way to, I don't know, whatever, automatically make your grammar sound smarter or whatever, give you a British accent when you talk over Skype. What is going to happen? What's going to happen is that they're going to have to go to the government and say, dear government, can I please put this thing on my app that's not on other people's apps that's only that only works with Verizon because I've entered an exclusive agreement with Verizon because they're going to use it to get more subscribers. Can I please do this? And the federal government is going to decide whether or not you can. Is it fair and reasonable according to the government? That is, quote, net neutrality. Uh, you've heard a lot of stuff, a lot of misstatements, a lot of false information, unfortunately, from people I think would know better, like Clark Howard over at WSB, completely getting it wrong, mis- misrepresenting it. I happened, I was coming back from the Cigar City uh, Club last night, and I happened to flip over, and I heard a few minutes, I, because it was net neutrality, it caught my attention. And he said wildly, wildly untrue things. He said, for example, that Internet companies are stopping Netflix from being able to come through unless Netflix pays them a premium. That is a lie. What happened is an internet company went to Netflix and they had a one big company versus another big company fight because 
one-third of all internet traffic during certain times. Like, for example, House of Cards hit, like, midnight last night. This weekend, internet all over the country is going to have more capacity eaten up as people like me binge-watch House of Cards. What happened? Those two companies got together, fought it out, negotiated, and out the other end came, everything's fine. They worked out a deal. Net neutrality, which is, if it survives court challenges, hope it doesn't, if Congress leaves it in place, which I hope they don't, but if we get what we've actually had proposed right now, which we still haven't seen the rule, the Obama administration is still keeping it secret. It's still, they've already passed it and nobody's seen it except for the commissioners. What happened with Netflix, where a private company gets together, another private company says, okay, let's work this out. That is over. You're now going to go to a politician, a bureaucrat, and say, please, sir, please, may I put in a please? Can we do this deal? And they're going, well, we don't know. Why should you have spell check on Verizon if they can't have spell check over on AT&T? Why should you have that fancy gizmo over on Sprint if they can't have it over on Why should AT&T U-verse do something that Comcast doesn't do? Remember, neutral, fair, and as a result, you're going to get what we used to have under the old phone system. High-priced, crappy service for everyone. Everyone's got it. It may have been like I had in rural South Carolina, a party line, and we may have had to wait until 11 o'clock at night to call Grandma on the West Coast because we couldn't afford the long distance, but we had the same crappy service as everybody else because the government said, no, you can't innovate over here if you don't innovate over there. You can't enter this deal with a private company here unless you do it over there. Net neutrality is a fiasco, and I just scraped the surface. I've got more facts for you coming up, more natural truth, plus your phone calls at 844-404-1067. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. Like your current service plan, you should be able to keep your current service plan. Alas, that will be up to the federal government. I am Michael Graham. So here is the deal. There's not going to be enough pipe for all the digital stuff that you want. So the solution is either A, to have the government decide what stuff gets to go through the pipe, the internet pipe, and what doesn't, or B, let you as a consumer buy your services based on what comes in the pipe. Now, you're absolutely right. Your internet service providers tend to be Comcast and AT&T and Charter and companies like that and Cox, et cetera. In other words, companies that suck. You're absolutely right. I've had Comcast. They suck. Uh, I have AT&T Universe now. I like it, but for a while it sucked. Now it's working great, but I, you know, hating your internet, hating your cable company is an American tradition, like hating the airline that loses your luggage. I get that. But as much as I hate them, net neutrality says, oh, forget those people. Count on the government. The government's going to solve this problem for you. Has there ever been a, a problem in your life that the government made better? Anything. Your health care, anything that's gotten better because the government regulated it? No. Well, that's what net neutrality is, is, says. It says in this dispute about who, you know, how, how do you get uh, data through? We're siding with the government. The government's going to make these decisions. No. Let competition make these decisions. 
So once again, that's what was so frustrating when I heard a host on another station, <clears throat> WSB, <clears throat> say that you've got to have the government do this because most people only have access to one Internet service provider. I'm sorry, Clark, but that's bull. That is an absolute not true sentence. And I've got the link up at Michael Graham show on Facebook, etc. In fact, the FCC itself acknowledges as of 2010, 80 percent of households in the U.S. had at least two fixed and or mobile providers that offered at least 10 megabits downstream speed. At least that's 80 percent. That was in 2010. So you know it's uh, gone up. Um, just a few weeks uh, in 2010, the FCC defined a, a service it offered four megabits downstream as uh, high speed, but 80 percent of American households have at least two, and several have three and four. This is why, as um, a uh, internet analyst, I want to get this website straight give you the exact same one what is it dr speed is what is a weird name they did an analysis of how much it costs to move data and the cost of moving data on the interwebs has gone down every year and continues to go down it is cheaper and cheaper and cheaper for us to use more and more and more of the internet which is why right now without government regulation without anyone screwing with the internet the U.S. is number two in the world for Internet traffic volume. If people don't have access to good Internet connections, if they really are being overcharged for Internet connections, if, it's, if the Internet's really broken, then why are we number two in the world behind South Korea on Internet traffic? The fact is, here's how the Internet works right now. You go exactly where you want to go and do exactly what you want to do. And we're fixing that? We're fixing that by giving it to the government to decide. Once again, forget what you've heard on other media outlets. I've got the natural truth. 80% of us have access to at least two different ways to access the Internet. So this is the, the story that I was told last night. Well, you've got to have the government do this because those evil cable companies, they're going to tell Netflix, we're going to stop carrying you on whatever, you know, Comcast or on Charter or on ATT. We're going to stop carrying Netflix unless you pay us more money and we're going to deny our customers Netflix. What happens to the first Internet provider that tells you you can't have Netflix or Amazon or Google? What is the what do you do 32 minutes after your Internet provider tells you, sorry, you can't watch House of Cards? Click. Hello. Other Internet provider. Absolutely. This is why it's never happened. Every scenario that you've been told about, this is what will happen if the government doesn't take over the Internet. Uh, folks, the government didn't take over the Internet until yesterday. None of those things have happened. No one's websites have been blocked. No one's been denied access to their favorite shows, streaming, whatever. No one. It hasn't happened. Now, uh, supporters of government takeover of the Internet, like our friends down the dial, they say, yeah, well, all the things that you freedom people say is good are, are worried about. They haven't happened either. 
you know, we to the internet was taken over yesterday, and the government's already promised they're not going to control content. They're not going to decide what websites can and cannot be up. Really, I I I, I agree with you that for the time being, they're not going to use that power. But the thing that matters, and the only thing that matters, is that they have the power. The commissioner of the FCC, who was bullied by the White House into doing something people thought six months ago was impossible, a huge radical takeover of the electronic lifeline of America without any permission from the democracy, from voters. He said, well, we're not going to add taxes. We've got we're not going to put on taxes on Internet connections the way we do taxes on phones. And I don't doubt him right now. Tomorrow, the next day, until the court cases are cleared up. But if net neutrality, if government run, if the Obama net stands, just like Obamacare, if if Obama net stands, does anybody doubt that two years from now or five years from now or 10 years from now, you'll be paying an Internet access tax? You'll be paying a high speed Internet tax? Does anyone doubt it? And let me ask you this. Given what you've seen happen on an issue like, say, same-sex marriage. Five years ago, standing up and saying you oppose same-sex marriage was no big deal. Lots of people oppose same-sex marriage. A majority of Americans five years ago opposed same-sex marriage. Now look what's happened now with the florist in Washington State whose business is being destroyed and she's being personally bankrupted. Look at Chief Kelvin Cochran here in Atlanta. In five years, we went from opposing same-sex marriage being no big deal to the government punishing people for opposing same-sex marriage. Now, today, the government isn't blocking any websites. Today, the government isn't saying your content is offensive and we're going to ban it. But five years from now, if you're running the profamily.com, the traditionalmarriage.org website, Do you honestly think that in the second term of the Hillary presidency, if she has the power, her FCC isn't going to have something to say about it? This is the power that we have handed over to the government to accomplish nothing. The Internet isn't broken. Everybody watches what they want and goes where they want when they want. The best part of my life from a citizenship standpoint, except for my family, is my Internet. It works better than anything. And the same people who run the post office and the government schools and Obamacare are telling me, relax, trust us. We got this Internet thing. Really? This will be one of the three biggest fiascos of the Obama presidency. 20 years from now, people will be going, what the heck were you thinking? 844-404-1067. I'm Michael Grant. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.